Tiger T. We got Untitled Focus, a podcast with Raymond across yo, yo, yo. across the way. We got Tyler across the way, but like opposite. You know what I mean? It's like an Uno opposite reverse card. Is opposite over Jason? Isn't that a um, sign? No. 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 <laughs> In my mind, it made sense. In my mind, I sounded it out, and I was like, oh, that's a sign. But it's not. Um, have you ever played Uno, Ray? I know it's, it's you know, underground. Great play Uno. You may not. Uno is a game that was invented in Spain. Okay. And uh, you have to have learned Spanish to understand the game. You know, I I took, like, four years of Spanish or something like that. So, yeah. So today we're doing a rival, right? And uh, I didn't have anywhere to go with that bit. I thought I did, but I didn't. Um, Arrival is a movie fan favorite uh, because it aired and it it released in theaters in the summer. Fan favorite. And uh, I got it. I got it. It had uh, Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner. Very nice to see them, too. I think, you know, those two. Pretty good pretty, cast. Pretty good casting, yeah. Even, uh, was it, what's his name? Like, Forrest Whitaker? Isn't that his name? I believe so. Or is the Arrival? Yeah, you should look that up for me. Wiki, um, or Arrival. Uh, um, pretty sure that's his name. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker, yep. It's a dude that I've seen in, like, a bunch of stuff. And yeah, this is the first time both of us have seen it, right? Yes. So, what do you think of it? I liked it. Liked it. I enjoyed the movie. I think for me, it was one of those that it, it wasn't what I expected, you know, from like mm-hmm. the trailers. Um, but like, not in a bad way, right? Yeah. I feel like it was a nice spin on the alien invasion trope of like, oh, it didn't end in there being like these big guns and like jets flying across, firing lasers <laughs> at the aliens, right? And there'd being like UFOs and uh, us seeing aliens with their alien tech or whatever, um, trying to save the world, all that. It was, it was really cool to see them focus on the language aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I was wondering this after watching it, where I wonder how much of that is, like, legitimate. Their, like, study of language and how they explained it. Because it all sounded good. You know, uh, especially whenever Luis... Yeah, and so, like, when she was going over, like, the sentence and the different parts of that, and yeah. breaking that down, that was wild, at least. I mean, like, there's all stuff that makes sense when she's saying it out loud. Mm-hmm. That's not stuff that we would think about when we're speaking. Yeah, yeah, because she was like, okay, this sentence, this is the one you want me to ask them, right? And you want the answer to. It was like, oh, why are you on Earth or whatever? I, I think it was longer than that, but it, it was whatever. Well, and, what is your um, purpose for coming to Earth? Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, first, we we have to know that they understand that they're on Earth, you know? And then we have to also understand, like, your, like, do they understand the concept of their own beings? You know what I mean? Do they understand that? they are individuals and not part of a group or are they part, are they like a hive mind we don't know and then it was something like 
Um, do they actually make conscious decisions or is this all um, off of instincts? Because then they wouldn't know what their purpose is because there is no purpose. They're just here because they're supposed to be, you know? And it's like, and she was like doing the diagram and everything connects. And it was like, eh, it sounds good. I don't know if it's right, but she was able to convince the, the colonel or whatever. It was kind of similar to, I don't know if you remember this, Ray, but when they just came out of it and he, oh, right. It was right when they got them to like draw the like written language, right? The like circle things, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool. And they were like, all right, we, we got to teach them words. You know, she, she wrote like human or whatever. That's when they did the the thing, the the ink stuff. And the colonel was like mad. He was like, hey, this feels like more work. It feels like it's going to take longer. We're going to have to teach them to speak and to write. Like, no, no, no. And then she told the kangaroo story. I was like, oh, when, when we went to the aboriginals of this place and we made the motion, we played like charades. You know, we're trying to get them to understand like what they called the kangaroo or the like creature or whatever the animal they said kangaroo and so that's why we call it kangaroo but in actuality the word kangaroo to them meant like uh like jumping or something <laughs> it meant something. yeah oh i don't want yeah exactly it meant i don't understand yeah so they weren't saying hey the name of that animal is kangaroo they were saying i don't know what you're trying to tell me sir <laughs> And so it was just like the miscommunication of verbal language, um, which could be, you know, fixed if we have like a written thing to match it. But I thought it was cool. Again, even at the end, she was like, that story's not true, <laughs> which, which, which I thought was pretty savage. But it got the point across. It, it makes know? sense, though. You know, yeah. the story doesn't have to be true, but it makes sense. So I I have a list of stuff, but... The the biggest question for you, Ray, is when did you realize that she was playing with time? The moment I saw the book, the universal language. I think that was probably where I saw it too. Where I where I figured that, that she was doing that. Because like for the first third, maybe the first half. I mean, yeah, definitely the first half. Yeah. You um, think that like she's flashbacking. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just flashbacks to her kids and her you know her obviously being a language teacher or whatever like there's things that she's expected to know and and all that stuff and and then yeah it was probably that same scene where yeah she has a vision of her flipping through a book that has the images of the like alien written language and it says by Luis whatever I don't remember her last name yeah, you know, um, I think another thing that also happens earlier as well. It's like uh, when you see like her kid playing with the uh, Play-Doh, and it's one of the aliens. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Mm-hmm. Like there's like a black one that's supposed to be one of the aliens, and the two orange people are supposed to be her and uh, Ian. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't even notice that. That's that's cool. Well, like, you're you're not supposed to like grasp at that early though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, oh, you know, she's a kid. She's just playing around with the Play-Doh. Yeah, it's like those. You know, it's it's, it's kind of like we talked about in Lightning Thief, where it's like, in hindsight, you can look at all the little bits of foreshadowing, but the, but watching it, you're like, ah, it's just Play-Doh messing around, 
you know, there's no connection to be made there yet, you know? Like, you're trying to figure out why she's so out of it, but it's not that she's so out of it, it's that she's out of tune with the world in general. Yeah. <laughs> because to her, you know, that being the whole thing with, oh, it's not a weapon, it's a tool, and, 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 and the tool they're giving them is the language, and when you do language, you you experience time like they do. They don't experience it in a line. And, and, and so, yeah, that's what she's doing, where she's literally not experiencing the world <laughs> like a, like any other human. She's actually the only human, as far as we can tell. Yeah. Who's experiencing it like this. Mm-hmm. But like, she must have been doing this like for her entire life. Yeah. Morgan. Well, like, her entire life doesn't even mean anything. Mm-hmm. Because, like, there is no start or everything. end. Yeah, like, it's it's a circle, it's basically. It's all just one cycle, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She can see the end, like, the end justifies the beginning of it, so it's like... Yeah. Um, I also like that reveal. I didn't, I didn't realize that until the very end, I'm sure maybe other people saw it Mm -hmm. earlier, but when you realize that Ian is the husband, Mm -hmm. and I thought that was so great because probably like two-thirds in or something, maybe further, she, she says something like, um... I just realized why my husband left me. Mm-hmm. And and Ian like confronts her is like, Whoa, I didn't I didn't know you had a husband. Yeah. And the conversation doesn't really go anywhere from there because like they're they're like running. She back she actually home. you know, she brings up that like she's single. You know? Yeah. hmm So like, you know Ian's like, Oh, is she single because she's like, you know, divorced, you know what I mean? Yep. No, she just never got married. <laughs> yeah. She, like, timed the way Ian is perceiving it. She hasn't gotten married yet. She doesn't have a kid yet. But to mm-hmm. her, she's already lived through all that, which which is crazy because it kind of foreshadows it to you in the beginning because there is, I think I even had, <laughs> I had a note here where the beginning of this movie is kind of, like, up. Mm-hmm. Like, a whole life happens and it's, like, really sad because the, the daughter dies or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, that little sequence foreshadows what the entire movie is because that was that was a montage that we didn't know didn't happen yet until we realized that time was played with because it's like that's her seeing her future yeah oh that's crazy you know like we think that she's like looking back in time mm-hmm. but she like, the character is the future she's she's all alone in her home because she got split up from her husband her daughter is dead and so she's kind of like a loner kind of just focused on her work she's a teacher and then oh i don't know where she gets called up by the government <laughs> and is oh, like no. oh we gotta do this no she's always been alone it's just been her yes. and her mom she's just yeah. been living there and she keeps seeing these weird visions but she can't tell anyone about them because mm-hmm. they think she'll cra- she's crazy it's <laughs> a pretty cool movie honestly and again, the only the only con of this movie that I can really bring up right now is that it's awful to have a cycle of time present itself that everything is already preordained and done, and having to take stuff that happens from that future event and pulling that into the past. Mm-hmm. As in, how is that like? Because like, how does that work? You know what I mean? How can you see the future before the past? But if time is nonlinear, then what you're messing with like the fabrics of at least our reality. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's a it's a tough concept for a film to like get right because obviously we we don't experience time like that, so it's kind of tough to 
to kind of piece everything together as the movie's going along. It very much reminds me of a movie that Nolan would do, you know, because Nolan loves messing with time. He loves mm-hmm. chopping stuff up, you know. Yeah, but like, yeah, like, so, like, from a human perspective of perceiving time, like, I'll go with, like, with the call to the Chinese uh, general, okay? Mm-hmm. It would never make sense that she would know what the words were. You know what I mean? In general, just in general. Like, how does she know those words? How does she know the future is going to be that if she doesn't know what the words are saying? Or... What do you mean? Okay, it's like she says to general, his wife's dying words. Yeah. The only reason she knows those dying words is because he told her in the future. Sure. In an event that doesn't happen in linear time. Okay. So herself in this time period has no recollection of that. She has no idea in the linear time what her dying words are. But yeah, she but... takes it from the future and brings it to the past. But again, though, she... There is no, like... To me, there isn't her living her life and then she gets with the aliens and then they give her a key that unlocks her mind to then be able no, to see everything. She's always like this, though. It's like yeah, she was preordained or chosen or, like, she already knew the language, you know what I mean? In her side of her, the aliens chose her. Yeah. Like, from the beginning. So no matter what, her life is already preordained and she knows her entire future, past and present in a single moment. Yeah. Which is why even... it makes sense. But, like, a viewer watching this is going to be like, what is... They're not going to be able to understand yeah, yeah, yeah. that. <laughs> that's, not what, that's the only gripe with the movie okay like no okay, one is gonna I... look at that you know and understand that at a surface level until you realize that she does not she lived her entire life already mm-hmm. she's just going through the motions <laughs> yeah because yeah she even tips that off at the end where she talks to ian and she's like if you if you already knew everything that was that had happened and is going to happen in your life like would you try to change it or something like that? She says, she says some like existential question, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's her explaining like, Hey, I know everything. I know everything that's going to happen or everything has happened. Like, I mean, even to me, there is no past, present and future to me. It's all happening. A blend. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of, have you watched Watchmen yet? The HBO show. I've Watchmen. seen the HBO show. I've seen the movie, but yeah. Um, it's like, um, I mean, it's not a spoiler for Watchmen because it's, it's like me just talking about the one character, uh, Dr. Manhattan, right? Okay. He Mr. has the Dr. same Dr. thing. Dr. What happened? Mr. Doctor. Mr. You. <laughs> he has the same thing where he can, he is living. I mean, I mean, his is a little bit bigger because he's actually, well, maybe not. He is simultaneously living every moment of his life at the same time you know what i mean so he's, he's actually experiencing it you know you know it's almost like he's living in every dimension of time <laughs> there is at the same time and he but like it's all him it's not like different versions of him so it's the same thing where she she's experiencing all this stuff at the same time but we're following this one timeline of like Oh, she's going here and she's doing the alien stuff and now Ian is here. So like when you're watching it, it doesn't click until the end because 
you know, the whole movie is linear because that's how time actually works. But then when you realize... Yeah. So, yeah, the the film, when you're looking at it, because it's playing with our perception as a normal person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's exactly why, you know, we were talking about the beginning, but exactly why we're the very beginning of the film you don't understand that that is the ending of the movie yeah it, it already happened but it's the future that already happened but you know it, it's all happened at the same time you know time time doesn't make any sense when you unlock the language you know it's all it's all mixed in a bowl you know there's spices everywhere <laughs> i don't know where i was going with that i was trying to think of other food <laughs> good one yeah, yeah man. I mean, it's and and the like stress that has to be on her because of that, you know. Like she thinks she like she honestly must feel that she's going crazy. I remember the scene where she just like woke up or something, and like Ian is in the room, and then and they're kind of talking about how to fully understand a language, to fully dive into it, you know, um, you know, because that's how you really know if you know the language is if you can just jump in and understand everything or whatever you know front to back and he, and he says something like are you dreaming in in their language yet and then she she kind of pauses and she kind of almost freaks out a little bit in her mind and she's something like well well no well like maybe I, I, i've done it a couple times and then it like has this crazy cut and he's not in the room anymore and she's looking up at the other side of the room, there's like a, the, one of the aliens in the room, but like that was all a dream. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, she, one, she kind of is dreaming in their uh, lang- language, like she's understanding the language in her dreams, but it's not quite what a human would think, where like you're you're having a dream and you're speaking a foreign language and everyone else is speaking the same foreign language, because they're not speaking a language; they're messing with time, you know. So it's like. Oh yeah, I I am dreaming in their language, but we're not speaking. We're like <laughs> we're like living other realities, I guess, you know. At the end, like Costello is dead, right? Or is it Abbott? Whoever which one of the aliens is dead? Uh, I saw one of them. I don't remember. Abbott, I think. I when I totally died, don't know. I just Um it was something. So I remember the one alien said that the other one is dying. Mm-hmm. So like I don't know what that was from. Maybe it's human explosion, but I mean, maybe it was from the explosion. That was really cool, by the way. How they saved her from from the explosion. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Like use like the force or something, <laughs> push her out of there. That that was dope. I had to look up what Abbott and Costello is because I was like, he said that really quickly, like it's a reference to something. And it's the the way I know them is it, it's the two comedians that um did the whole the whole who's who's on first bit. No, who's on first? I'm on uh, second. Yeah. I don't know who's on third. Which is a perfectly delivered segment of like i don't know like stand-up comedy i guess whatever you want to call it perfectly delivered if you if you flub or like forget even the littlest thing then that whole joke 
just unravels. So those are very some so a couple of very talented people. Are you looking up which one died? Is that what you're mm-hmm. doing? Um, Abbott is dying as a result of the explosion. I, okay, it is because of the explosion. I didn't I didn't I didn't know that. Um another quick thing about this movie, Ray, is I like how little music there is. There's like almost no score throughout the whole movie. It's just silent. Well, not not silence because they're talking and stuff, but it's like almost all just that, which I think is cool. Kind of adds to the the like atmosphere and the yeah. like uh, the like feeling of hey, there's aliens here. And but like it's not like other alien films where it's all really loud, really like swelling music of like oh, we're getting ready for a battle. It's more just like everyone be quiet, everyone's thinking, and and everyone's trying to figure out what to do, you know. Which I think is good. I always like when movies choose to not use music and it works. Same. I don't know if you've ever seen any of the John Wick John Wick films, Ray. I've not uh, seen any of the John Wick films. They are master classes in action in fight I mean, you know, I'm just watching for me they one of my favorite things I'm, I'm not a big like action guy i'm not like ooh action but one one of the things that makes them amazing is they don't have like a million cuts you know you ever watch action in a film and it's like every half second there's another cut like a different angle and it's obviously just yeah. them covering up for the action not being real john wick doesn't do that john wick will just stay on the same camera shot and, and it'll show you everything which i think is really cool but the reason I brought it up is because there's almost no music in that film and in, in the series because it's all just pay attention to the action, the fighting, the like sounds of fist <laughs> hitting yeah, face hitting or whatever. Bone. You know, it's like th- this is real. You know, like we're actually doing this. It's supposed to be like raw. You know what I mean? I said that. Yeah. 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 You. We got to watch Old Boy, Me and You. Sure. Yeah. Put it to the put it on the list. Or else I'll forget. Old Boy is probably an inspiration for some of these movies. At least with the way they're shot. Old Boy shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a Korean film. I will state. That was another bit. Uh, kind of very quickly going back to uh, the her explaining the whole sentence structure thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole point of that was her being like, if um they need to understand the question and we need to understand the answer mm-hmm. you know because they don't understand the question then nothing's going to happen and even if they do understand the question you need to understand they, what they're saying yeah because like they can answer it and that's like okay cool what does or that like, mean if they misinterpret the question then the answer you're exactly. getting exactly yeah which i just thought was, was cool um another cool thing kind of talking about language and how fickle it can be um, Luis, uh, translated that language, uh, the one sentence they said to mm-hmm. say, offer weapon, right? And then everyone freaked out or whatever, but offer weapon is like, oh, we want to give you something. And they eventually, you know, like gift or whatever, right? That's where the movie went. The Chinese shut down comms because they heard the same 
thing, right? From from their alien people, but they mm-hmm. interpreted it as use weapon, not offer weapon. Mm-hmm. So they were like, oh, they're <laughs> they're gonna they have like a death ray or something. You know what I mean? They're, they're gonna kill us all. So I thought that was really cool because they heard literally the same thing, and all these countries around the world are trying to decipher what these aliens are saying, and language is so particular. And you know, words can mean different things. You know, whatever. Yeah, and that's another thing that, like, you bring like the like the fact that like they're teaching mahjong. You're using mahjong to teach the uh, yeah the alien. How she's like, that's a game, so it's either win loss. There's no middle ground mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Language is is interesting, man. Like how I think it's crazy how there are all these different languages around the world. So like, I feel like if if humans. <laughs> wanted to act as a species species whatever we would just have one language you know if we were on if we really want to unite and it would be the real american language it would be american okay (laughs) um what else do we got Yeah, I don't think I have anything else. That's that's, that's all my notes. That's all my notes. How do you think they were saving humanity? Because that's what they said. They said, we're here to save humanity. Mm -hmm. Uh, By giving them the gifts of seeing the future, potentially. So oh, by giving okay. them that gift of being able to see the future, they'll come back in 3,000 years and they're supposed to help them. Right. I forgot about that. And then, yeah, of course, we saw Luis published a book that, I mean, I assume teaches the language in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's cool. What are you looking up right now? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm just vibing. I'm just waiting right now. Oh, okay, I thought... I thought you were looking up one of the movies or something. Um, so yeah, I, I, like I said, that's all. That's all my notes. Right? I don't know if you have anything else. I thought that was uh, really cool. I feel like talking about it made me think the movie was a little bit better than I thought it was when I watched it a few days ago. Very uh, Nolan esque, just because Nolan messes with time all the time, and. Uh, yeah, the whole non-linear thing and the whole like foreshadowing and going back. This movie's pretty good, man. It's it's pretty good. It's not what I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, like uh, the reason I didn't want to watch, it, I know it was like a spin on the classic alien trope, but I didn't know how the spin was gonna go. Mm-hmm. I liked it, enjoyed it. Definitely yeah. more of a big brain movie. Definitely, yeah. So. uh... Does it get your seal stamp? Nobody like gets that? the seal of approval, dude. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, that being said, right, movie's over. <laughs> Just ended. <laughs> um, what do you want to do next? We can do anything. We want to talk anything, anything for live action. Anything. The world is limitless. I don't have the list of stuff up, so okay. I have the list of my notes. <laughs> we did arrival. Oh. Arrival. <laughs> I didn't even look at the list, man. I was... Well, let's do something I haven't seen. Okay. Make it a little easier on you. Uh, we'll, we'll do, we can do John Wick. We brought that up. I'll watch oh, the first dude. John Wick. 
First John Wick? Okay, alright. Okay, here we, here, here we go, boys. Listen, up until this point, all, what we were doing this podcast for like 14 weeks, 15 weeks. Mm-hmm. Up until this point, this podcast hasn't mattered, okay? If you're listening right now... I've been doing it for more than that, honestly. You're like, and you're like, nah, I'm pretty sure this is 15. Because I, cause I, so when, I edit them, well. when I edit them, I, uh, I number them. Yeah, but there's, there's also been like probably four weeks in between where we like skipped a week. Oh, and like, uh, okay. Yeah, there's like two there. There was one there. Anyway, um, you know, so like time, we've we've done it for probably closer to like 20 weeks. But like actual week episode we've recorded. Anyway, up until this point. This podcast hasn't mattered. You can, you know, if you're like, oh man, this is the first episode I'm listening to. Should I go back and listen? No. Because we're about to start John Wick, okay? Uh, John Wick won the greatest movie ever made. I, I don't even know why we've watched other movies at this point, you know? I, I, I don't know why we bothered. Books. We're getting rid of books. We're only, we're, Ray, look up if there's a novelization of John Wick. Um, seasonal, seasonal anime. Google, okay, Google. Okay, Google. John Wick novelization. <laughs> Five book series Kindle edition. Okay. Fuck. So all next week we're doing book one, book two, book three, etc. Um We're we're gonna we're we're gonna get that director's cut. We're gonna get that director's commentary. Dude, apparently I've heard Thor Ragnarok director's commentary is worth the watch. Yeah, I've never, I've never watched it. We've we've seen the normal Thor's Ragnarok, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So watching the commentary cut, maybe a a slice of finesse. It'd be pretty cool. Um, so yeah, John Wick one, I've seen it. Ray has not. It is a action movie, but like a good action movie. You know, for like someone like me who's like action is just like fun or whatever. It's not like you know. Action doesn't draw me to a movie. Action is movies like the choreography is really well done. Um, I feel like it only gets better. There's three John Wicks out, just in case you didn't know, and a fourth one is confirmed. Um, I think a fifth one might be confirmed too. But uh, but yeah, John Wick one, watch that. Ray, real quick, do you have any expectations of this movie? I'm excited. Let's go, John Wick. What happened? Let's go down like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Counter Reeves, man. It's what? Listen. You watch Bill and Ted, too. You're breathtaking. I'm okay. breathtaking. Yeah. Who's Remember watching Bill and Ted? What class did we watch Bill and Ted in? Was it history class? That was stupid. Have Have we watched Bill and Ted? Yeah. I mean, I've seen it in, like, a history class at least once. I feel like you've watched Bill and Ted. I don't think I've ever seen Bill and Ted. I saw, like, the first one. Okay. Like, isn't there like two and then like the third one just came out? Yeah, like, like Yeah, it was like Bill and Ted again or something. I don't know. It's like I saw the first one, okay, in like a history class or whatever. And I thought it was stupid. But now when I look back and I'm like, yeah, that was Keanu Reeves, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's like dead. I feel like Bill and Ted is supposed to be like dumb though. It's supposed to be dumb, you're right. Like it's, it's, it's like self-aware. Looking up Bill and Ted. 
Yeah, it's Pill and Ted's excellent adventure where they go finding uh, people for their history project. Yeah, uh, I see. Yeah, look, look at all these. You got uh, Napoleon, Billy the Kid, Socrates, Freud, Beethoven, Genghis Khan, John Dark, Abraham Lincoln. So, John Wick, go watch that. Good movie, I think, you know. I feel like it's not till the third one that they start injecting real lore into the film. But, uh... Don't they kill his dog, dude? You know, Ray, I feel like you spoil things very often. And I mean to have a talk. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think everyone knows, though, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it like, became a meme. Like, oh, I killed my dog. Oh, man. The second one, you're not going to believe it, right? They kill uh, another dog. No, 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 no. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, someone, like, destroyed his car or something, I think. Isn't death in this movie as well? Isn't death in Bill and Ted? Maybe. I don't know. 